Hey guys, today I'm joined by Roberto Quinn to explain everything you need to know about TikTok, growing fans, and running paid ads. Raise those pinkies because we're about to get started. Presented by Advertisement, the Duke of Digital will guide you through the rapidly changing landscape of digital marketing, social media, and how to grow your business online. To submit a question for the show, text 323-821-2044 or visit dukeofdigital.com. If you need an expert to fix your ads, the friendly team at Advertise Mint is ready to help. Visit advertisement, that's M-I-N-T, dot com or call 844-236-4686 to grow your business. Here's your host, Brian Miet. All right, I am really excited today because we have an extremely special guest, Roberto Quinn, the founder of Quinn Social. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, excited. I love it. So, you know, we've had the opportunity to work together a couple of times. Roberto is like the, I don't even know what I'd say, like Navy SEALs of social media <laughs> uh, because, you know, you work with some of the most high profile celebrity accounts. Uh, TV shows, entertainment projects, uh, just a, a remarkable amount of these very high, high profile cases, uh, or I guess social media accounts. And, you know, we, this is a fun story is like, was it probably two, three weeks ago, we had breakfast uh, over in Beverly Hills with a billionaire. And as we're having breakfast with this individual, you know, it's just amazing because, you know, they're running through and, and, and the problems this person is running into with social is I need to get more followers. I need to have more engagement. I need to have, you know, those things matter in terms of, you know, entertainment and other, you know, projects that I'm working on. And it's just crazy. You know, you have that when you're starting your business, you have that when you're a billionaire, there's still problems that people have that are like, your platforms are changing, they're moving, they're adapting. I need to be able to, to become more relevant, make sure that my time is spent doing the right thing. So, you know, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little about what you've been up to. Um, and how people can be in touch with you. Well, as you so lovely and clearly stated, nice, nice. Uh, I have been running my own business for the past five years now. I have been in social media for the past 12, started in publicity and artist relations and kind of naturally shifted into social media over the years. I had my own business in college and uh, that kind of pushed its way through and um, I've continued that throughout uh, my career and I've seen platforms grow from, I don't know, Friendster and High Five to MySpace, then Facebook and now Instagram, TikTok, all of these, all of these different platforms. And it's so interesting to see the trajectory, but at the base of everything, it is all about connectivity and being able to interact with one another in a more meaningful way. Um, I work with, as you mentioned, celebrity clients, TV shows, films, uh, entrepreneurs, basically anyone that needs a way to grow their social following. And I do that, and we'll dive into this a little bit more, but I do that on the basis of creative content creation. And I believe that at the core of any great social media page or anyone on social media, the content is what needs to be the top priority. Yeah. And so that's what I focus on is the creation of creative content and creative content concepts um, because that's what ultimately drives 
engagement and you see that also in ads. Uh, yeah, so, for sure, for sure. Um, but people can follow me on Instagram, Roberto Quinn. I'm very connected to the business. I am kind of the face of the business. Um, and if they want to reach out uh, and do business with me, quinnsocial.com. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, well, awesome. Well, I am excited today because, you know, we're talking, I, I want to talk today about a topic that, it's funny because in our world, this already feels like uh, really old. Like it's like, oh, it's been, TikTok's been around forever. You know, how does it relate to Instagram? And um, I forget, uh, you know, how many people have no clue what this is. And, you know, as before this show came on, I was looking through some stats and was just blown away. And I was like, man, this really is, um, it's a game changer in terms of social media and how people are connecting. So, you know, let's do this. Um, walk us through, you know, what is TikTok in, in your opinion and what is it for? That's a great question. TikTok is an app where you can upload short form content and it's used primarily um, with a younger demographic. However, in the past four months, we've seen an astronomical growth um, because they've been onboarding different celebrities and, and they've been garnering a lot of press so I think a lot of different people are exploring it. Like one of the most popular pages, surprisingly, is the Washington Post. They have someone there that's been doing TikToks for a long time. And it started, people started making fun of the account, but then really ended up resonating. It ended up resonating with people and people really like to follow them. So now they're one of the most popular accounts. And they have, there was a whole like news story about them, like, joining TikTok and being part of the conversation. So I think a lot of um, older celebrities or creators are starting to find their voice on the platform and starting to find a space for themselves. Um, it doesn't quite feel like when all the adults started taking over Facebook, mm -hmm. but it's reminiscent of that, you know, older demographic coming in and, and trying new things and, and attempting at TikTok. Nice. Okay, so walk me through for someone that's, you know, never used the app before. Um, what are the, the parameters of creative? Uh, can you upload you know, images, videos, walk us through, you know, what what are the limitations there? What are the format? Well, it's a video platform primarily. Okay. And uh, as I mentioned before, the, the most popular uh, type of content is actually um, the most popular type of content is actually uh, co comedic posts um, similar to Vine. Yep. Uh, they're not six seconds. The, you can upload up to a minute, I believe. The most popular posts are 15 seconds, though. Got it. Yep. Uh, and I think that the audio also only allows you to do up to 15 seconds, the, the in-app audio that you can kind of select from. Um, however, I find that TikTok is mostly trend-based, so they have a new trend every couple of days, yep. where it's, whether it's a dance or um, lip syncing to a viral video. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, last week there was, uh, I don't know if you saw Kids Bop Karen, the viral video. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, you've got to see it. It's hilarious. Uh, basically, there was another public freak out and someone caught it on tape and now the audio is in TikTok and people love recreating it. So moments like that are what TikTok is about. Um, there are tutorials, there are, you know, people creating art. There's a there's a, a wide variety of content there that's primarily for trends like 
lip syncing the songs or to uh, viral videos uh, or comedic sketches with friends, just as Vine was. Uh, but at w what I think the difference is between Vine is now you're allowed to have those sounds, have effects, have transitions yep. uh, within the app, whereas Vine never really had that. Um, and I think that that's what's changing the game for a lot of creators to be able to have that access because not everyone has an editing program. You know, I think a lot of the Viners that made it big were able to make it big because they were able to create the content and they had a little bit of drive to edit their videos yep. off the app and created uh, something higher quality. And I think TikTok allows you to do that now. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, it surprises me how much time I can spend on, uh, or on TikTok you know, just scrolling through content that I just either find interesting or funny or, Absolutely. you know, there's, there's so many things of whether it's lip syncing the same song, but you see different people do it, mm -hmm. um, you know, or people recreating audio clips in their own sort of way, which is fun or dance uh, kind of challenges where people will be like, watch me do this dance that everyone else is doing. Um, and what's even, fun about that, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go. Now that more, now that TikTok has had more press, a lot more celebrities are open to getting on it. And uh, there's been a couple of Mariah Carey uh, viral dances mm -hmm. to her songs. And now she's gotten in on the joke and she's been doing her own viral dances, which is funny to see someone create, you know, a dance based off her song. Oh, and then it. she comes in and does the same dance that someone in their bedroom uh, choreographed. So that's kind of a cool uh, moment for that creator and just goes to show that the creators are in a unique space to be able to influence now celebrities even. Yeah, yeah. that actually is a fantastic point is, you know, the connection between everyone is becoming much, much shorter. Yeah. Um, and they have the ability to directly, you know, make changes or, or engage with people. Um, okay, so let's do this, let's move on. Um, you know, is one of the big, you know, I don't know if it'd be myths or things that you even touched on earlier was, you know, TikTok is for kids. Um, these are what kids are using and, you know, now is this becoming more popular? There's other people, you know, older people coming out. I'd say, you know, at least, I don't know, one of 10 posts I see or someone being like, Hey, I know I'm old, but I'm trying to get on TikTok, and, you know, please like me and follow me, but like in a nice sort of friendly way. What's interesting about that though, is that when you get on the app, you have to tell it your age. Oh, so I'm seeing that cause I'm older. Exactly. Oh, so I'm seeing all the old people. There so you're go. seeing a lot of older, um, content for, or you're seeing content from older creators oh, there you go um, mixed in with some of the younger obviously because it's virality kind of pushes yep. its way to the discover page for you uh, or the popular page but that's what's interesting about the different age groups that you see on TikTok. you yeah. can the videos that you're served are very different oh uh, it's it's just hilarious because people are like i know i'm old for TikTok. i'm 25 but you know and it just <laughs> makes me laugh but there is a lot of those, if, you know, people, they have the ability to tell their own story yeah. and say, hey, here's things about me going on in my life and put the captions or little words in the video. And I think, yeah. you know, it's fun just watching and discovering these, you know, being like, oh, what, what is it about this person? And yeah. um, be able to, you know, engage with them or, or like with them. So you know, in regards to it, it being just for kids, what are your thoughts on that? It used to be. I think it, that was the natural transition for when from when it was Musical.ly. Mm -hmm. So Musical.ly had onboarded a lot of younger kids kind of doing this weird um, 
face to camera with hand movement, gestures, lip syncing. And that's all I could ever get to. So I think it was a smart move to evolve musically into TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, so n- naturally, when TikTok first cha- or musically first changed into TikTok, that's the user base they had. And so little by little, they started getting you know more popular with older demographic. And the content that you saw on TikTok started evolving. And I think now it's safe to say that all age groups are on there, but it's primarily been seen as a platform for nine to 15 year olds. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, that's changed within the past, you know, six months. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's changing rapidly. Oh, it's changing. Extremely rapidly. And like I was mentioning, you know, I think maybe off air was they onboarded a lot of celebrities in the past few months. And so the, the recognition of the app and the press the app has received, of course, you know, parents are like, what are my kids on? Let me see like TikTok, blah, blah, blah. So they get on and, you know, there you see a lot of parents creating content on the app as well because it is diverse enough to be able to lend itself for so many different um, types of creators. Yeah, yeah. Walk me through, you know, what are some of the similarities and some of the, maybe the differences between TikTok and Instagram in terms of the actual app itself or the, you know, the kind of the layout, um, you know, what would, you know, even just use cases, what, what would be, cause I imagine that's a lot of people would say, well, you know, I'm already doing Instagram. Isn't that the biggest one? What, you know, here's another, you know, do I need to be on TikTok or can I just wait till it becomes extremely popular? What, what would be your advice there? I think the functionality is very similar, but the purpose is very different. Uh, and I say that because the functionality of, of TikTok and Instagram are similar in the fact that there's a popular page, there's a discover tab, yep. there's a profile, um, and then you're allowed to upload content. So in that way, it's similar, just like any other social media platform. But just like the difference between Twitter and Instagram, Instagram and TikTok have major differences as well. Uh, Instagram has grown to be so overly curated um, you know, in about nine months ago, there was a, an article in the Atlantic that was very interesting that um, named the death of the Instagram aesthetic because so many people were like, I'm going to upload three pink photos in a row and three blue photos in a row. And it, it ends up being just this overly curated space. And a lot of, especially younger creators, want to be free of that restriction and they want to be able to have that uh, ability to create content that speaks to them and speaks to their age demographic without having to be censored i think now does and and i actually don't know this is there a um i don't get into many profiles but is there a feed where your content lives forever or is this story format where it disappears after a set period of time it lives forever on tiktok yeah, you're you're the posts that you create. Got it. On okay. Yeah, the posts that you create live on your profile and they they live forever. Got it. Okay. Um but I think the major difference here is like I was mentioning Instagram is very curated. TikTok is um is curated in the sense of you have to create the content, mm-hmm. but it's not overly polished. As you mentioned before, people put like little text above themselves just like, you know, pointing upward mm-hmm. and um they do them in their bedroom. Um, without makeup in their pajamas, 
it's very much a platform where people can feel free to create the content that they want to create without judgment mm-hmm. um, and kind of test out new things too to see if like maybe if I do a dance this time around or uh, if I'm normally an artist, maybe I do a comedy sketch. Like there's just so many opportunities because of all the different trends uh, for people to create content that isn't restrictive of one thing. So when you're on Instagram, you're a beauty influencer, for example, or someone that just posts about, you don't even have to be an influencer, but someone that just posts about beauty, if you start posting then about like cars or something else, it's gonna be a little shocking to your audience and you know the worry is that you're gonna lose your followers or engagement. Whereas TikTok is like, let's throw things at the wall and see what sticks, which is great. I think that that uh, you know, creates an environment where people are at their most creative. Nice, yeah. Now, you know, walk me through, you know, is, is now you work with a lot of celebrities, a lot of shows, yeah. um, a lot of entertainment related projects. Is now the time that they need to be moving to TikTok? Is it too late for them? Is it right in the golden age? Um, you know, what would be kind of your thoughts there? Because I, I know there's, I see celebrities on there like Will Smith, Howie Mandel, Reese Witherspoon, Jimmy Fallon, Miley Cyrus. You know, I even I think we were talking earlier. Bob Saget is mm-hmm. on there. Um, so I mean, they're starting to see celeb- more celebrities show up in you know the main. Um, kind of content that's that's being curated, uh, what would be your advice for, for the other celebrities out there? The advice I always give clients in general is to make sure that a platform makes sense to them, especially, you know, in the time that Facebook was doing well, yeah. you know, Instagram came out, Twitter was doing really well. So that people were, and then Vine and Snapchat. So there were a lot of clients that were like, this came out, we need to be on it. That came out, we need to be on it. I think we really need to take the time to make sure that something makes sense. Um, and demographic wise as well, like if your demographic is 60 year old women, you probably don't need to be on TikTok um, just because you'd be creating for an audience of what, you know, a handful of people. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, if you have someone that manages your social or if you're managing your social on your own, take a look at the, the, the audience demographics and seeing what is what your audience is, basically, and if it makes sense to get on TikTok. Now, especially if you are someone that is going to create content on TikTok, you need to make sure that the type of content that you're going to create is going to resonate. So you got to take you you have to download the app look at the discover page see what kind of content is there and if that's within your wheelhouse then you know give it a go but i don't think that everyone should be on tiktok and i feel like that's the direction we're headed especially with the amount of press that they've garnered here in the in the past few months is everyone's going to want to be on it um but not a lot of people take the time to create the content that needs to be up there so. uh, and I, I i to go back to your point i think that's 100 percent right i think you know, generally you have to look at, can you do something well? Like, can you do the page or the, the type of content? And a lot of people approach it of, well, I've done some photo sh- shoots in the past, or I have a couple of videos, just you put that up there. And, and TikTok is its own little world with how people are creating content. And I'd be like, 100%, it needs to be in line with what should be there. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, if you just start posting random stuff, I feel like that's the probably the fastest way to fail at TikTok. Yeah. Is that people be like, what? What is this? And like, that's not to like deter people from being creative and trying new mm -hmm. things, but making sure that TikTok makes sense for them to be on first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a big question here that you know I've heard discussed or people you know talk about is, you know, is TikTok going to be bigger than Instagram? You know, is this something? Is this what's changing? What What are your thoughts on that? I think they're very different. So uh, who's to say it's not going to get bigger than Instagram? Um, but I don't think it'll overtake Instagram in terms of daily active users, simply because Instagram has made it very simple for people to get in and out of the app very quickly. Um, so if you're on the train or if you're somewhere um, commuting or whatever it might be, you know, waiting for something, waiting for someone in a meeting, you can go through Instagram very quickly and without the volume and it makes sense to you and you can scroll through the content and and you can consume it with no problem. TikTok is very different because you have the time commitment. Yeah, it's maybe 15 seconds, but you have to have that 15 seconds for sure and you have to have the volume on and you have to make sure that the content that's on there, if you're in public, is, is fine and not like awkward if you're in a meeting or something else or about to start a meeting. Um, so I think that in that way, I don't think TikTok will ever overtake Instagram because of the functionality that Instagram has and the way that people can um, interact with Instagram. But I do think that it's only getting more popular from here on out. And in terms of longevity, who knows? I mean, Vine seemed like it was going to be pretty long term, but because of their um, interactions with the creators and their lack of tools and things uh, for other creators, I think really led to their demise. And in addition to that, the big difference between Vine and TikTok is that Vine really heavily relied on its creators and made them influencers. I mean, you see them now, those are the influencers we have on Instagram as they've, they've kind of moved into that space. So Vine created that and, and created the kind of the monster influencer. Whereas now TikTok is allowing anybody and everybody to create that content. And in fact, rarely shows you, uh, someone with millions of followers, um, at least on my algorithm, um, because they want to open up that um, visibility for a lot of other creators, new yeah, creators to yeah, come in. Yeah, I would say I don't see a lot of the same people ever on TikTok. It's generally, you know, always something new. Um, I'm surprised because usually, you know, my TikTok usage happens, you know, at night, you know, I'm winding down, um, you know, jumping to bed and I'm like, oh, let's, let's play around on the phone a little bit before I fall asleep. And it's amazing how I would say necessarily addictive, but like I'll be like, oh, let me just use for a couple of minutes, and it'll be like forty-five minutes later. And Absolutely. I'm like, oh man, we're, it's what a TikTok a, black hole. Yeah, yeah, it is like a black hole. Like I, I go right in. I'm like, man, this is it's just funny, and I'll find you know someone you know doing a dance or like some dude doing a cannonball challenge. You'll see the hashtag, and then I'll watch you know ten other people do the exact yeah. same thing, and it just is really funny to watch different people try their own take on it of whatever I'm interested in to kind of have those variations. One thing I, I wanted to add here too, it, it, what's been interesting is in the musical space, um, I mean, 
there have been so many songs that have hit on TikTok that have become popular and created and created careers for musicians that it's fascinating. Um, the Old Town Road mm -hmm. song, Little Nas, that became popular on TikTok. There were so many people creating videos around that song that then the radio started playing it because of the popularity that it gained on TikTok. And now Lil Nas has a career because of it. Um, the Walmart kid, I don't know if you remember him, the one that was yodeling. Do you remember this, no, this guy? No. Oh, he has a whole career now too. He, he came out with uh, songs and music videos and tours and, and he was brought on to uh, Coachella. They brought him on oh, to I Coachella. Oh, I did see him, yeah. yeah, okay. So he was popular on TikTok as well. So. All of these um, different musicians uh, have now a creative space to get on and uh, potentially become viral and, and people love their songs and start asking for it. And now you see someone like Lil Nas having a career. Um, now, can, can any um, musician upload their their tracks or their music to TikTok? Or is there, how, how do you be able to get those into the app? Um, what a lot of people do is they'll, they'll play it while they're singing to it or something, or, you know, give it to a friend to do a dance to or something, but it, you know, you can just bring a speaker and it translates into it. And then what other people do is they take that audio because you can take someone else's audio and use it. So if it's uploaded in the video, Got it. they can use that audio, um, and then do their own version of it or do a dance to it or a, you know, comedic. Uh, post about it, uh, but I find that that's very interesting, and I think that that's a in, that's a great platform for uh, emerging artists to use to make their songs relevant. Got it. Got it. Um, okay, so what I want to do is a couple rapid fire uh, Google Auto correct questions. Okay. So these can be quick ones, um, but I got five here. Number one, is TikTok free to use? Yes. Okay. Number two, is TikTok the same as Vine? No. Why not? Um, TikTok is very different from Vine in the sense... Uh, TikTok is very different from Vine in the sense that Vine really relied heavily on its popular creators and made sure that that was who you were seeing because they thought you wanted to see the same, you know, celebrities, quote-unquote, from Vine. And when they didn't evolve past that and they didn't come to agreements with their creators who were making their app then they had a big falling out and then people started shifting into Instagram and to, to YouTube as well. Um, so that's why you see a lot of people who were popular in Vine are now huge on YouTube uh, because people wanted longer form content from them and everything. But ultimately Vine, that was Vine's demise. TikTok really puts an emphasis on new creators and they make sure to showcase a, a various amount of um, ages, demographics, content. So it's scrolls through everything from dance to comedy to art to weird. I found this weird subsection of like, there's this older Chinese lady who cooks and people are obsessed with her as well. And all she does is sit outside. All she does is sit outside and cook and in this giant pan, but it, it's allowing so many different types of people um, visibility that I think that that's where it differs from, differs from Vine. Got it. Nice, nice. And just to make sure, you know, we we'll clarify, uh, Vine was acquired by Twitter, was later shut down. Mm -hmm. So there's no more Vine 
I think there have been talks of new vines. So oh, really? I, yeah, exactly. So, but as of right now, there's no. No. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, all right. Number three is TikTok Chinese. Yes. So it's it is owned by Chinese companies. That's yes. correct. Okay. Uh, number four is TikTok safe. I believe it's safe. I mean, it's as safe as any other platform. You are posting content on there. Uh, you are allowing the app to use it as they see fit. So I think just like Instagram, just like Facebook, there's no amount of, you know, grandma style uh, email chain posts that you can put up that will block anyone from using the content that you upload publicly. Um, so I think, you know, use, use with discretion. I mean, I've... Here's something very interesting. About a month ago, there was someone from Panera Bread who uploaded a video of how they make their broccoli soup and on TikTok. And they had a bag and they ripped it open, put it in a thing and microwaved it and then served it to someone. They were like, this is how we make our Panera broccoli soup. And the next day they were fired. It went The, the TikTok went viral and the next day they were fired. Because everyone thinks it's, you know, made in a bowl and, and slow cooked. And, and they were, I'm sure, violating some sort of, you know, work NDA or some sort of clause in their contracts when they signed on. I 100% I get that. But, yeah, you, you've got to be smart about how you use any app. And I think when you do that, there, there have been multiple situations where someone – um, on a job site, there's been construction workers who have uploaded things of where they grab onto the little thing that digs and they get lifted from a hole. And, and like there's, those are OSHA violations. So, of course, if you upload that, you're probably going to get fired. So I think the safety and the concern there is just use your own discretion. Make sure that you're uploading content that is on brand for, with who you are and you're not putting stuff out there that you don't want someone else to see just that's assume great. that anyone's going to see that that's great yeah yeah i would say for parents out there uh i think from some of the content i've seen i would be like you probably need to have a talk with your teens mm -hmm. uh about what they're doing what they're they're talking about and you know it just you know they've got free reign and generally things that uh, get a lot of attention are things that are shocking or involve less clothing so yeah uh just yeah, if you're a parent and you're listening uh it's worth you know having a talk or sitting down or looking through it to make sure you understand what's what content is going on. I think if you're a parent and you're listening, make sure that you're not just shoving tablets and it, at kids and, and allowing them to, to go crazy just to give you your own space. Like, I'm not a parent, so I can't speak to that. I don't want anyone coming after me. But I feel like with the amount of things that are out there, in general, you should have those talks with your kids and make sure that things are monitored. Yeah, there have been some viral songs and and content w even within the past couple of weeks. They say things on there that I'm like, even <laughs> for me, it's a little like, whoa, that's a bit shocking. There's sailors everywhere that are blushing, being like, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it is. It's an open platform. It's it's entertaining. Uh, it's fun. I mean, there's no rating on there, is there? Like, there's nothing that no. And blocks. I think they, I, I don't. I haven't seen any like inappropriate like nudity or things like that no, that no, never no. happened. No. So, I mean, there's got to be some sort of sensor that happens with that. But Absolutely, there are. Um, I think what's interesting is that the algorithm 
when you sign when you onboard to the app, the algorithm kind of starts to feed you content that's age appropriate. That's the idea at least, but there are a lot of videos that gain virality that are going to show up in that page that aren't necessarily the best for someone sure. of a certain age. Yep. Okay. Great. Number five, last one, is TikTok a fad or is it here to stay? That's a tough question. I think it is, it's here to stay if they can evolve more than Vine did. Okay. I like that. I like that. I was looking up some stats. You know, they have, as of right now, you know, what they put in their marketing deck, over 1 billion downloads, app downloads on planet Earth. Um, this is what I found interesting. 20 million or 20 million were from the US, 500 million from China. Yep. And so this is something that I think, you know, in the States, they're like, oh, yeah, we haven't heard of it much, but this is massive um, in China. And then 120 million in India, India. Yep, that's was what the was other say. place that's that was big. So, I mean, this is you know, in terms of actual usage. And these are, I think, daily active users that they're talking about. I mean, those are some huge numbers there. Um, well, let's talk, um, you know, as we come get closer to the end here, let's talk about ads on TikTok. You know, advertisers are wanting to run ads. Um, I know the the options for ads, you know, they appear in, you know, same format, um, right in between the content. Uh, so it's a native advertising platform. Um, you know, it's still very new. Um, you know, what have you heard about ads and how do they work? Um, go, for, go for it. My experience with TikTok ads has been mostly limited to uh, the tab where you open up TikTok. When you first open up TikTok, those are uh, sponsored takeovers, for example. Yep. Uh, there was one a couple months ago that was, my mic keeps going in and out. But a little bit closer. Um, there was one a couple months ago that was uh, one of the Vine creators actually on there. Uh, Brent Rivera and they were doing a uh, they were doing a Chipotle takeover, and it was him dancing to this like guacamole song that was viral a few years ago. And this morning I logged the app actually, and Terry Crews is doing a, a competition for, so for Walmart. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So I see a lot of takeovers in that space, and that's where most of my ads have been served. I haven't yet seen any through my content, but uh, I'm sure that that's coming very, very nice. soon. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we've been talking a lot with their ad team there. Um, you know, the guaranteed takeovers, uh, when you do that, they generally run for, you know, a single day. They start in the $70,000 range um, for, and they, they guarantee about 10 million impressions, uh, which would be like the Walmart um, one that was going on today. Uh, you know, the CPMs uh, that we've seen range about $10. Um, so, you know, that's it's kind of comparable with other stuff that's out there. I know there's some, you know, Facebook or Instagram ads that can be less. There's some that are a lot more than that. Um, as you get into pricing, um, in terms of the options for ads on TikTok, you've got two different ones, which would be the campaign. Uh, they call them campaign heaters or fan base boosters. Uh, and basically, both of them allow you to link to a separate landing page um, or a separate app. Um, and then the fan base booster adds an option where you can then follow whoever is the advertiser. Uh, so that you can grow your following there. Um, but in terms of, you know, ad targeting, they've got the basic kind of, um, you know, targeting options, the same way that they would have with Facebook when it first started, which would be, you know, gender, age, location, uh, the, the OS device, um, and then some basic interest categories of like, I like entertainment, or I like certain music genres or things like that, that people are following within the app. But 
Uh, you know, it's still, it's, it's wide open. I mean, it's, it's very new. You have to work with a team. They don't have a, a platform yet uh, to be able to upload, but um, you know, it's exciting. We, we're getting a lot more interest of people that are, you know, talking at least with our agency about, Hey, how do we get onto TikTok and what are options and um, how can we be able to start making that happen? So, so it's exciting. All right, well, let's do this, um, you know, kind of final words. What, um, what should people do? you know, in, in your advice to grow their following on TikTok? I think number one, number one, number one that I always drive home to anybody is content. If you don't have good content, people aren't going to want to follow you. That's the basic, basic building block for me. And that's why I specialize in that. It's creative content creation and creating content franchises. And that's just a fancy word for, you know, basically motivation Monday, flashback Friday, things like that. Those are content franchises where people know that on a certain day you're going to be posting certain content and that kind of familiarity with what you're posting resonates with different people. So if it is the motivational side of you that resonates with someone, then you'll have an audience based off that. And if it's, you know, you interview a celebrity every Wednesday or every Friday you go out and uh, do something good for someone else. You know, those are the type of things that resonate with different audiences. Uh, you know, I've worked with so many different types of, of clients. And one of the things I, I kind of help instill, especially with celebrity clients is people follow you for different reasons. There are some people that loved this show that you were on. There were some people that love your philanthropic endeavors and there are some people that just think you're attractive. Um, and obviously there are a lot more different categories, but those are being the basic examples. So your appeal, if you create content that appeals to each of those, you know, subsections of fans that I think you're setting yourself up for great engagement and growth. Nice. Oh, I love that. I think, you know, that's, a, it's a fantastic takeaway. And I think, you know, always being able to go back and focus on content, um, and really, I think I would say the next one that I would have would be understanding your audience right. and making sure that you're speaking to them um, in in a language of, of what they want to hear. We see that so much with with paid ads um, is a lot of times people think I need to run to a room, run into a room and say, buy my stuff. Bye, 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 bye. And all they do is run around and ask people, give me, give me, give me. And it's it's the complete opposite. You need to you know make friends, do things that they're doing, relate with them on their level, provide them content that it's valuable. And even like with your Chipotle example, like most people know what Chipotle is and what it does, but it's something that's like, Hey, it's fun. There's a song with guacamole and, and here it is going, you know, and, and now we've got something that's interesting and creative that you've never seen before. Definitely. That isn't walking up to you saying, give me your money, give yeah. me your money. And I think expanding on that, I think it's important also to try new things and not be afraid of being super restrictive into your audience. Like still, creating the content that that uh, speaks to your core audience, but then not being afraid to try a few new things. Um, I think that there are a lot of clients that I have that have been afraid to try new things and uh, clients that are completely open. And the ones that are completely open find that something they never in a million years thought would resonate ends up resonating. And I took that when I started at TMZ. Um, they basically had a feed of uh, an auto feed of what was going on their site and getting auto published into Twitter and then maybe adding a few like Happy Friday posts or things like that. But when I came on board, I, I noticed that there 
was a different voice for the TV show than there was the website because the website was very, you know, serious and and serious news with documents backed up. Like it's it's you know as much as people want to say it's tabloid, it's not. It's it's researched heavily researched, and the TV show, which is like you know we got so and so outside of you know this restaurant, it's kind of fun and irreverent. So they had two different voices going on. So what I did was help merge both and there were some growing pains because the people that were used to just seeing article links they were like what are you doing with my feed and you know if we were to have stopped there we wouldn't have seen the growth that we did you know going from roughly 250,000 followers to upwards of 3 million when I left yeah. so I th- I think that there's something to be said about that still creating the content in terms of the content franchises making sure that you're creating content that appeals to that audience, but then taking a day where you create something that is, you know, a little bit more risky. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, that's it for today, but that is everything you needed to know about TikTok and uh, what's in the pipeline coming down for that. So thank you very much. I will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Duke of Digital podcast with Brian Meert. Want to network with other business owners? Join our exclusive group at facebook.com slash groups slash Duke of Digital. Fancy the Duke? Leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and you could be mentioned on the show. The Duke of Digital was produced by Advertise Mint and recorded in Hollywood, California. All rights reserved.